Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, I'm Lynn Norris. Here's your daily tip from the experts at Real Simple. The bystander effect can happen to anyone. Here's how to avoid it by Hannah Hong. Let's say you've just witnessed a situation where someone desperately needs assistance. If you scrolled across this scene in your Facebook feed, you'd probably feel sympathetic. You might even be inclined to share it on your personal page or donate to the cause. But if you experienced the same situation in public, where you actually had the opportunity to help in real time, psychology says the likelihood of you doing anything is sadly slim. Here's the depressing reality. There seems to be a major disconnect between what people believe they would do in a hypothetical situation from what they actually do when faced with the situation in real life. Why? While most of us naturally feel empathetic towards someone in need from afar, it's not instinctual to interfere in person. This phenomenon, dubbed the bystander effect, is when there is mass inaction from people who can make a difference. According to Leah Weiss, a psychologist, mindfulness author, and co-founder of Skylight, the research reveals a simple, alarming occurrence. The more people who witnessed a stranger in peril, the less likely any individual is to come to their aid. But why does the bystander effect happen in the first place? Surely we're all decent people. Is it a conscious choice to stand back? Inevitable paralysis? A sense of incompetence? Fear? In reality, it's all of the above. When faced with something out of the ordinary, we may not instantly recognize what's happening or what to do about it, says Desreen Dudley, a licensed clinical psychologist with Teladoc. The brain's autonomic nervous system triggers the fight, flight, or freeze response to protect us from danger. This self-preservation instinct is a big demotivator when having to confront a perceived threat or dangerous situation. In addition to triggered paralysis, a perceived presence of others can create a diffusion of responsibility. Any sense of moral responsibility to intervene is spread over so many that no single witness feels enough responsibility to do so. You think, if others are present, someone else more capable will help, so I don't need to. This is often combined with a fear of judgment from others and lack of clarity about what is considered an emergency. As social beings, we often take our cues from others' reactions around us, says Dudley. You may be inclined to think, what if I'm overreacting and I make a fool out of myself? Or, if others in the group are witnessing the same thing that I am and not intervening, this may not be as serious as I am thinking it is. However, this is not a hard and fast rule. Sometimes people in groups are able to break out of the bystander role. In hundreds of bystander studies, anomalies do exist where bystanders didn't just stand by, but actually helped the victim. There is ample research showing that we indeed have automatic wiring to help others. Even toddlers demonstrate this innate competency, says Weiss. Dispositions can change with education and practice. The good news is that you've already taken the initial step to becoming an active bystander knowing it exists. 
Dudley recommends building empathy by considering what you may feel like if you were in the victim's position and what you hope others would do for you. Next, force yourself to adopt a mindset in opposition to what creates the bystander effect. Be cognizant of situations that may require intervention. When you do notice a problem, don't expect or wait for others to help. If you find yourself in a crowded place and witness someone in distress, keep in mind that each person in the group is thinking that someone else is going to step in, says Weiss. Always assume that nobody else will assist and take personal responsibility for intervening in some way. Is self-consciousness the problem? Dudley says it's okay to be selfish. In fact, it's the psychological basis behind most charity giving, as long as it's rewired to do good. This is often referred to as the feel-good, do-good effect. Worry less about negative evaluation from others if you were to intervene, and instead consider the positive feelings and moral boost you can feel by being the person to show an act of kindness. If intervening in emergency situations is especially difficult for you to do, whether due to social anxiety or your own traumatic history, talking to a mental health professional through virtual platforms like Teladoc can also help you to overcome your fears. Thanks for listening. Check back tomorrow or go to realsimple.com for the latest. Spoken Layer Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more— and they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.